0: Welcome to episode 111 of the Inspiration to Grow podcast, the best place on the internet to uplevel your mindset, your health, and your wellness all in one place. My name is Lisa Oberbichler, your host, life coach, and personal growth strategist, and this podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection between physical and mental health and how the two are interconnected. My aim is to provide a platform for meaningful conversations about building and maintaining a healthy lifestyle and how to create a positive mindset to help you achieve your goals. If you're ready to up your health, wellness and fitness game, then you are definitely in the right place. So buckle up and let's enjoy this amazing ride we are all on together called life and start making the changes we want for ourselves immediately. Today, I have a special guest on the show, Eden McFarlane, who is a coach, personal trainer and fitness enthusiast at No Drama Fitness in Kincardine, Ontario. Eden completed a double degree in French and English, Literature and Rhetoric, and a Master of Arts in French at the University of Waterloo. Her studies taught her the importance of maintaining a healthy mind and body balance. She was always involved in at least two intramural intramural sports teams while studying, and she found that her stress would dissolve and was better able to focus on her work after being physically active. She spent a couple of years working as a teaching assistant in a few different undergrad classes, and this helped her realize her joy for the teaching side of education. And while languages and literature were things she loved, her real passion had always been sports. Eden is a person who thrives off the competitive aspect of sports, but she also came to recognize the beneficial impact of athletics on a person's mental health. Being very passionate about inspiring others to achieve their wellness and well being goals, getting active and involved in fitness groups or athletic teams, her role as a coach helps her to do this in a very meaningful way. She strives to create a teaching atmosphere which cultivates a healthy mindset toward the body. I'm so glad to have you with us today to talk all things fitness, mindset, and becoming a virtuoso. Thanks for taking the time and a warm welcome to you, Coach Eden.
1: Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for having me.
0: So the first question I jump in and ask my guest is to tell us one thing about the fitness industry that most people don't know
1: okay um for the fitness industry so kind of like a myth around it or like maybe um misunderstanding misunderstanding, sure yeah um i would say because our gym um kind of our niche aspect is very much barbells weightlifting we incorporate um bars as opposed to just free weights so i would say um maybe what people don't know, or at least have a misconception around is that lifting weights will make you bulk up. I know I would see it at um, university gyms where the barbells, kind of the big squat racks, they were often taken up by like the varsity football players. And just speaking from a female standpoint, it was kind of like the treadmills, the ab exercises were kind of maybe the more female dominated areas of the gym. And I um, kind of think that it's, Partially because we assume that as females, we have the, I have a lot of people coming in, new clients saying they want to tone, they don't want to bulk up. And I would say a misunderstanding is working with the barbells, it's going to take a lot, a lot of strength training, calorie, like increase protein to be able to bulk up or have maybe what we picture as barbells equate bodybuilder physique that's just something I've kind of noticed in my uh, journey working with newer clients as they learn about bars and heavy lifting Um, yeah that's kind of something I've noticed
0: yeah for sure I think women are a bit intimidated by those um, well by barbells in general but Mm -hmm. uh, also intimidated of you know will I gain all of this Muscle, if I start lifting weights, uh, that's a, an ideal or uh, an image they really don't want to achieve, right? But, but like you said, it takes so, so very much and none of us will really even reach that, um, let's say, ideal Mm-hmm. body full of muscle right that 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 people ca- kind of
1: picture right yes yep and everyone has different goals so of course some females do work towards that but it, it's like the great physiological demand you have to put on the muscles um i think it's maybe like underestimated or whatever so
0: yeah for sure yeah. For sure. Yeah, exactly. So what you're saying is we we needn't just save those barbells for the the jocks at the gym. We 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 shouldn't be intimidated by them. We can go over and even pick the smallest ones, but still 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 do some exercises with them to tone that muscle, right?
1: Yes, exactly. Yep.
0: So I'm interested, what led you to want to pursue the career in, in the fitness industry? I mean, I kind of alluded to it in the intro, but I mean, it's kind of a complete 180 career change for you.
1: Yeah, I guess, uh, like you said, uh, just my teaching assistantships, like lecturing in a classroom on the language side of things, definitely fun. Um, But I just always loved being active and more so like on a sports team. So even starting like the fitness side of things where it's not coaching us like a sport you could consider like um like the weightlifting a sport in itself um it was just it c- kind of seemed to be a nice combination of i get some fitness and i get some teaching like the teaching part of coaching um and just learning from all the other coaches here like fe- feeling like i was a student again as well was uh, just helped my growth in the fitness industry
0: Mm -hmm. It must be very rewarding, though, helping people on or along their fitness journey.
1: Yeah. And unlike teaching maybe um, undergrad classes where students don't necessarily always want to be there with the prerequisite courses here, it's like people are here because they want to be here. Um, They want that guidance um, and that community
0: that we're trying to build. Yes. And I I have to say, you do a wonderful job of that. I would like everyone just to look up No Drama Fitness. Of course, I'll put the links in the show notes. But uh, y- your Instagram feed does a wonderful job of promoting fitness from all aspects. I just I, I love it when I go there and have a look at uh, what's happening at your gym and and all the helpful tips that that you provide. So oh, good, <laughs> good, good for you. Who has been the most influential person uh, along your fitness journey?
1: Oh, um, I would say, like, from a young age, like, I was lucky just to have an active family, like, um, family bike rides, uh, fortunate to be enrolled in, like, hockey, soccer, tennis camps, like, just always active because my parents, they were, like, hugely influential. um, And then throughout the years, different coaches in different sports that would maybe, um, you know, push me um, to become like a leader, um, extra dry land training. So coaches along the way, um, now, especially my boss, our owner here at No Drama Fitness, Anthony, his expertise in weightlifting, it's, he's so influential to, you know, making, being a role model of what I want to be able to coach like or improve my own form, um, whether it's like lifting better or just, um, improving my cardio so I would say like coaches and family <laughs> not that I'm able to narrow it down
0: yeah no I mean it, it's wonderful that you grew up in an active family because I think that plants the seed at a very young age right
1: yes those formative years when yeah just getting involved on sports teams and everything
0: and uh, just let me ask you on a, a side note here what is your favorite sport because I know you've been a lot involved in a lot you've tried a lot what is your favorite I got to go hockey. <laughs> hockey. Yeah. So, you know, g- girls didn't. So I did not grow up with the option of playing hockey, and it's much different for girls now in Canada, right? Yep. At what age did you take up hockey?
1: I definitely started a little bit later. I played one season when I was eight years old and just did not. I found like I didn't have like enough like even skating skills stick handling skills so then I took a year off and then because my brother started it was kind of like well maybe I'll get back to it myself and then so I guess from like maybe 11 and up I continued on up to university so yeah
0: oh good for you good for you (laughs) I mean you do need a certain level of fitness to to get through a hockey game uh especially at the level girls women are playing at now right
1: yes yep
0: what kind of cross training did you do in order to keep you fit for hockey
1: we would do so with the minor hockey is like the program association there practice like on ice practice was key because um it's just a different beast when you're skating fast like in a cold arena versus you know going for a run outside to keep your cardio up so definitely the on ice practice to, to gel as a team find that chemistry um, but lots of dry like at a higher level um, we'd have trainers that would put us through dry land sprints um, ladder drills for agility um, plank work so a mix of on and off ice
0: so just another question about hockey when it just came to mind now I mean, was were you coached on any mindset aspects of the game? Hmm, that's a good question. I, I would say
1: when it came to things like tournaments and it, you're having like two days with, you know, maybe five games in that short span, that kind of... Setting, I seem, um, seem to remember our coach would go over that mental kind of mentality aspect a little bit more where it's kind of taking a toll on your body as well as like taxing on putting on sweaty equipment like an hour after finishing a game. So a little bit more of a kind of a push or tuning in to stay mentally strong, but not on a regular basis, certainly not to my recollection.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I kind of went off script there with that question, but no, that's <laughs> was a good just, question. It was it was just intriguing for me to know if 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 uh, because I think well not only girls but also guys would profit from a bit more mental toughness training and what what is behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't come naturally to everyone. No, nope, exactly. Right. So when you're crunched for time but you still want to get a workout in, I'd like to ask you what your go-to routine looks like.
1: Okay, my routine. Um, I would say um, something time timer-based um, is kind of what would help me. So if I know I have, say, 20 minutes to squeeze something in, uh, maybe a Tabata timer, 20 seconds on of work, 10 seconds off of rest for eight intervals. It's like a four-minute short workout packs a punch pick one movement like push-ups right kind of crank that out or like a 10 minute circuit pick three basic movements and set a timer for 10 minutes and knowing that I'm strapped for time makes me keep my intensity high Um, so something like that might be my workout routine Um, and even just like being flexible with your definition of oh workout for the day so if I'm Um, meeting a friend for coffee maybe we're trading the sitting and chatting for a walk and a chat kind of thing so staying on the go when possible if like if that's the the time constraint
0: that's perfect and i love the tabata idea because people could do this at home as well right
1: exactly minimal
0: equipment required minimal space required right so you you, yeah exactly so you said you could you i mean i'm just i'm just for for those who aren't exactly familiar with tabata and what it's all about uh could you recommend maybe three body weight exercises that anyone at home could do and how you'd set that up tabata style
1: for sure yeah so even online there's some great tabata timers if you just google tabata timer um, it'll give you a little countdown of 20 seconds of work time 10 seconds of rest so I would say kind of pick some foundational movements like a push-up you could do them from the ground you could do them to an elevated surface like a coffee table table the edge of a chair or couch Uh, maybe something core related like can you hold plank for 20 seconds with 10 seconds of rest in between or a sit-up I'm a fan of those Um, and then a squat if you have like a heavy book bag you can add to hold
0: on to. You can weight it or just a body weight squat is great. Wow, okay. So you said uh, ups, sit-ups or planks and squats. Those would be three that anyone at home using body weight or I mean, eventually other weights could do. And Google Tabata timer, that will give you the 20 seconds on the 10 second rest. That's fantastic. Exactly, yeah. Um. We might have answered this already, but what is one exercise everyone, in your opinion, should consider implementing into their routine, whether that's at the gym or at home?
1: Yeah, um, I've definitely talked to a lot of like coaches or other um, like mentors that would say deadlift. The deadlift is one that comes up often, Um, but the deadlift is one that you're really going to require like a bar or at least a dumbbell to hold um so i wouldn't probably lean more towards the squat because like we said like you can do it without equipment um you do it fast enough at body weight it's going to challenge your heart rate um it's a it's a foundational movement that we do every day so you know just practicing the basics proper mechanical form um you get up and down out of a chair how many times in a day so doing it kind of as an exercise it's um yeah, you won't fail out on it like you would a push-up. Push-ups, you can, you know, burn out pretty quickly. The squat, you're going to last longer. So I would, it's one that I need to push myself to do more. So I would definitely encourage add squats when possible.
0: And just explain to the listeners, I mean, it is a functional movement that everyone needs on a daily basis, but um, what muscle groups are we actually training or working with a squat? And why are those muscle groups important for us from a functional basis every day?
1: Yeah, so predominantly you're training your quads and your glutes. Um, If you are doing like a front squat or a back squat, this is why I prefer working with bars compared to say, um, just the leg press machine at at a machine gym. If you add weight, above your torso so for example you're supporting that weight on your shoulders your core so your midsection has to brace to support that extra load um so then it's again it's a like kind of great full body because you're training your abdominal muscles as well as your legs (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and from a functional standpoint like having that um having that extra core bracing you know it's it's um I'll use example of like slippery outside on ice (laughs) and just being able to tense your core muscles or walk with proper bracing, um, can prevent, you know, like the lack of balance or slipping. So
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a strong core, a strong core also helps with, the uh, back, uh, problems as well. Right. So like, I mean, (laughs) you, you want to work on strengthening your core in order to uh, help your, help your lower back as well. Right. That's right.
1: Yeah. Better posture. And then your back doesn't have to overcompensate
0: for a weak core. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Put it, putting it very simply, right. Yeah, uh, we could go into a far more detail there, but, uh, what are some unique ways to stay motivated to exercise? I mean, there are so many people And I I hope to have motivated, inspired many through the podcast. You need exercise in your life. You need movement. And a lot start, but then, as we all know, motivation wanes very quickly,
1: right? -hmm.
0: Um, What what can you offer as some unique ways to stay motivated to exercise?
1: Well, um, I mean, here as like the group fitness um, style of workouts, you definitely have like your coach um kind of for accountability right you're showing up they they see you they know you're coming um working out with a friend always fun as long as that friend is you know going to push you equally and it's a mutual kind of accountability um personal ways i like to do it that i Might be a little bit more unique is gamifying your workout. So, knowing kind of what my 15 minute workout is, and then setting a rep goal or a round goal. So, kind of looking at that ahead of time and being like, okay, at this weight and in this time frame, I anticipate being able to accomplish seven rounds by the end of this 15 minutes. And then it keeps me on track in the moment of the workout. It makes me excited to show up to my workouts to be like, Ooh, like what kind of little self competition am I gonna have today?
0: Uh, okay, so that's challenging yourself, and uh, like you said, a self competition. Then I love that. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Um, so, you know, how important you can tell us from a coach. I mean, you're a coach, personal trainer. I mean, from your perspective, how important is it to set realistic and achievable goals?
1: Uh, well, goals, huge for like huge for motivation. Um, the goals are what make you excited to show up, I would say, like um, starting off at a gym. So speaking from like a coaching standpoint, having clients come in that are like they maybe don't know their current fitness level. They have no idea the steps they need to take to get to a fitness level they want to achieve. Having those little goals along the way are those exciting steps stepping stones, um, that keep you motivated. So of course they have to be realistic, achievable. Otherwise the pro- progress won't necessarily come at a, uh, the proper timeline.
0: Do you ever get clients that come in and have unrealistic goal? Um,
1: no, it, I wouldn't
0: say so. it, or I do they, they, let's they say, mean- do they underestimate or overestimate what they could achieve in, let's say, a month or three months or six months?
1: I would say, if anything, underestimate. It's kind of like, um, because you come into a group setting where there's a broad array of, of abilities, fitness levels, and seeing somewhat, someone maybe do a push-up to the ground, and I, um, I could hear, like, oh, man, like... Will I ever be able to do those? And then it, it totally does come sooner than they think. Um, so yeah, I would
0: say maybe more to that side. hmm
1: hmm
0: mm-hmm. uh, How would you define a fitness mindset? And how could someone develop one? Because, I mean, there, there's general mindset, but then I think fitness mindset is similar, but not exactly the same.
1: Okay. Um, For, I would say, like, kind of step one, if we're talking about, like, the developing side, it's kind of like defining your why. Like, why is um, being fit or attending fitness class important to you? Is it um, so you can live a longer life, be able to, you know, play with your grandkids? Are you wanting to make it to the big leagues in some kind of sport? Like, what is your personal why that makes you show up? And then I think from there, like, we we do talk a lot about motivation, especially like with the goals. Um, but on top of that, it's like habit and discipline. Uh, to me, like those almost outweigh the motivation. Um, because the mindset has to be it has to almost become second nature, like ingrained, like you're showing up because that's what you do, as opposed to because you're feeling good one day, right? So like, having the discipline to to show up when it's dark out, super early, cold, whatever, just creating sustainable habits around why you are doing this
0: aspect of fitness or whatever. And then motivation will follow. Like they go hand in hand. Uh, Yeah. I agree with you. 100%. I mean, you have to have a strong why Mm -hmm. because that's going to be the driver. Right. For your discipline and those habits, those healthy habits that you want to form. Right exactly yeah perfect yeah no well said there uh what advice would you give someone who's feeling overwhelmed with their fitness goals
1: overwhelmed um oh well i guess if i was like from the the coach client kind of speaking together i would be like oh do we have maybe too many on the go like maybe we narrow it down like like a, a goal per month maybe Maybe um, this month we focus on your goal of a deadlift, increasing it by five kilograms. Maybe next month we shave 10 seconds off your mile run time. Like if you're trying to do that all at once, it might be a bit much to juggle. You might be overwhelmed. Um, So I would say, I mean, if you have the resources to, to work with a coach or a personal trainer, talk to them because... We can create action plans, um, whether it's like attendance goal. To meet this goal, you have to show up at least three times a week to work out. Um, knowing kind of what extra credit you can do to narrow in on one specific um, goal or area you want to improve upon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: No, that's, uh, that's solid advice. It, it really, really is. I mean, having too many goals, trying to achieve too many things at once will leave you feeling overwhelmed, but uh, like you said, if you go after one specific small goal and work towards it, then you can move on to the next, right? Once that becomes achievable and just a habit and the norm, right? Mm -hmm. That's great, that's great. Now, um, you know, this this is an important question, I think, for a lot of women more so than men necessarily Uh, how can we make ourselves a priority
1: i what i like to encourage people to do is um like reserve your time like blocking off um The set time in a day, whether it's like the three times a week Um, booking group classes like we use an app here to book your group class, writing it down like physically on your calendar on your agenda that you're going to walk by and see Um, and like taking it in the mindset as treat it like an appointment. like a doctor's appointment, right? You might not, if there's something going on that you need a doctor's appointment for, you're probably not going to cancel last minute on that doctor's appointment. You need to go there. Maybe it's like you would book a massage or a spa session for yourself. You're going to show up to those things. So showing up for yourself in the terms of like a fitness class or that appointment that you've made with a personal trainer, like making yourself a priority, um, by booking it in advance and not canceling, like don't go back on you being like, I need this time for
0: me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because once you're there and into it, you'll feel so much better about it, right? Yeah,
1: you always feel good. Yeah, when you're
0: you do the workout yeah. or, yeah. <laughs> you do. You feel a lot better leaving the class or leaving the session than you do sometimes going into it, right? Totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. No, I I, I really uh, I thank you for mentioning that because I think a lot of people um, – don't prioritize their health and wellness enough and everything else is well takes precedent over the time that they dedicate or commit to their exercise and just you know moments of movement throughout the day right yeah yeah so what are some of the most common mistakes people make when it when it comes to kind of making themselves a priority have you seen the flip side of that
1: um i guess like eh, i know i i need to like maybe i'm just projecting for myself but um recognize like that you're not a machine and you maybe can't do like you still need rest days like uh recognize like the importance of the fitness health and wellness but wellness also being hey maybe you need to take it easy on this day or show up with the intent to just move and not go hard or hit that um intense stimulus like just listen to your body um and and maybe like also when we get in such a like maybe it's a really good habit that we're coming to the gym so often I think like you just don't lose the fun like incorporate play right like uh maybe it's like extracurricular sport teams um like showing up for yourself there making yourself a priority like don't lose out on the fun aspect of working out or group
0: classes whatever mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah I mean, it, it has to be fun. There has to be that fun factor uh, to keep you coming back, right? Mm-hmm. But you mentioned earlier on uh, that. I mean, anyone who's starting out at a gym, uh, I would really recommend, and I, I think you, you, you're thinking along the same lines. Is start with a class and become familiar with things and find it, it and try different classes and find something that you really enjoy because that social aspect and i'm going to say the positive peer pressure positive in the sense that they you kind of motivate each other in the class is yep. second to none it is yeah right so yeah the fun factor is huge there now uh as i said earlier on i i just love what you're what you're doing on instagram and i came across one of your posts and i thought it was very intriguing and i'd like to ask you what you meant by this you the, the the caption of the post was the importance of the basics virtuosity so <laughs> what is that what is meant by that and, and why is it important to practice virtuosity
1: yeah that's funny that you did pull that out because we so rarely talk about this with our members like i think they would say that we recognize that us coaches practice hopefully practice virtuosity but we just so like rarely use this term um what it's what we mean by this is just performing the common uncommonly well so it's a commitment to the fundamentals where we insist on basics um not rushing to advance your movement or to get to the fancy part of the skills right so we're saying we are going to hone in on the fundamentals We're not trying to entertain athletes by jumping them up to whatever tricks or barbell movements look cool. It's insisting on doing the common movements, the basics, very well, like mechanically flawless before building upon it.
0: Okay, that very well explained. Now, can you give us some concrete examples for, let's say, the average person at the gym or a beginner in a gym situation?
1: Yeah, yeah, good idea. Um, So we have we often do this like Olympic lift called the clean. Um, And when we practice the clean, it's a barbell movement that we just bring the barbell up to your shoulders. So um, members that are very familiar with it, they could pick up the bar, load some weight, and start performing cleans. But before even touching the bars, we grab PVC pipes, so barely any weight, and we break down the movement into five kind of little drills that put together fluidly, allow us to complete the movement called the clean. So it's those kinds of things where not skipping out on the drill aspect, when it's lightweight, not heavy, and those little, like the potency of those fundamentals will increase your ability like to put more weight on the bar Um, maybe another example more common would be the squat you need a mechanically sound air squat before putting weight overhead in an overhead squat looks cool you see the olympians do it but if you can't squat to full depth if you don't have like solid hips knees ankles shoulder stability then adding weight overhead is only gonna like increase your risk of injury so um, again the fundamentals of the air squat before loading it up in a different way overhead.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, for all those, let's say, beginners and and the the average uh, gym goers like myself, I mean, would you even consider things like, um, uh, you know, where you place your hands on on the different uh, devices, uh, how you uh lay down on the the different uh benches i mean you, you shouldn't arch your back and and even the breathing aspect of it are those fundamentals that let's say the average person like myself you you'd you'd, you'd consider um as basics
1: yes um I like to joke about like when the athletes start a movement or start their strength portion of the day, it's like, you should hear your coach's voice in your head, like hands and feet. Where do they go? Feet, under hips, hands, you know, uh, snatch, snatch grip, clean grip, whatever. Those are like the key, like, like you say, very much the basics of, well, it's going to be tough to complete a movement if um, if your grip isn't even set properly. So yeah, like even from those standpoints, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So it goes back to the technique, the execution, and all of the small details that go into that, right? Mm-hmm, yep. Well, I mean, I have to say, when I saw that word, my eyes just, I mean, my mouth dropped up. I thought, what <laughs> on earth does virtuosity have to do with, you know, workouts? And I read it and I thought, oh, this is brilliant. I mean, yeah. no one, no one, people don't talk about this enough. No, for sure. <laughs> they really don't. Now, another thing I saw was No Drama Fitness offers a wide range of of classes, and, and they say for all ages and all abilities. Can you give us your interpretation of the term fitness for life, including all three aspects, the physical part, the mental part, and the emotional aspects, and maybe explain how working out at the gym fosters an improved fitness for life?
1: Hmm. um i would say like with fitness for life like that's a mentality i've had to like personally kind of shift to because you i'm i find like with fitness now i'm no longer training kind of as a means to an end i'm no longer training for a specific sport there's no sport i'm going to play or going to go like join some high league of so it's it's not a means of getting better at hockey it's Fitness for life, it's meaning like being able to travel and go on scenic hikes, like when I'm on vacation, because I have the stamina to keep up to friends or family. Um, Or like I see, like with a lot of people, like fitness for life means like playing with their grandkids at the park. Um, So that's kind of how I would define it, where it's just like you want to live a healthy life. It's kind of training for that. Like it's not saying that you're going on a big expedition or that you're trying to join the NHL just healthy for daily life occurrences.
0: Right. So you're saying it kind of goes back to functional fitness, uh, being able to function in your everyday, whether that's picking up groceries, putting them in the vehicle, taking them in the house, or playing a round of soccer with your grandchildren.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah not being so stiff after a day of gardening or uh you know like we, we do have like a balance and fall prevention class but say someone found themselves having fallen getting up off the floor like you're essentially doing a burpee you have to start with a push-up and if there's like nothing around you to be able to kind of use to crawl back up it's like you're doing a burpee essentially a functional movement to come back up to
0: standing right 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 and I uh I... Again, I encourage everyone uh, in the area to look up No Drama Fitness. They have excellent classes for all age groups, I might add, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's excellent. Um, what is one takeaway you'd like all listeners to take to heart, to internalize from our chat today,
1: Eden? I would say, like, the showing up aspect, I find that's huge. Like, show up for yourself build sustainable habits, um, like make it just part of your routine uh, and have fun. Definitely have fun with it. Uh, we have a quote that we kind of often toss around. And we, we say like what we do here, like it's simple, but not easy. All It's simple. All you have to do is show up. The programming is done for you. The coach is walking you through the workout. The coach is making sure that you stay safe. It's simple. It's The programming is all there for you, but it's not easy. It's not easy to get out of bed at five in the morning. Um, it's not easy to pick up a new skill. Um, it's not easy if you're jumping into a group class where you know no one at first. So show up, rely on your community. Um, the coaches just try to make it your like the best hour of your day. Just try to have fun. Like you mentioned earlier, like the camaraderie
0: in class, it's second to none for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I... I love it uh, in my spin classes. Anyone who's followed the podcast for a while knows that I'm a fanatic spinner now and it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's just motivating, right? You, yeah. you see other people working out. Right. And somehow that sparks an internal flame in you. Yeah. You know, yeah, I can do this. Let's do it together. So I, I love the, uh, as you said, the camaraderie and the uh, group support in a, in a, in a class situation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you also mentioned, working with a coach or personal trainer uh, is an awesome way to get started at the gym as well because you yeah. have that one-on-one support. You learn all of the technique and the fundamentals and um, you just, yeah, you, you um, well, it's it's just, yeah, it's just a great way. I mean, I started that way myself. I, I okay. had personal, yeah, I had personal trainer lessons. So um, one of the last questions I always ask is how can listeners get in touch with you, Eden, and dive into your world more, find out about your work, what you do, and where you do it?
1: Oh yeah. Um, you can like look us up on Facebook, No Drama Fitness, um, our websites the same nodramafitness.ca um, or same thing on Instagram. Like we do posts like the odd like stretching videos or tips um, from coaches. Uh, fun stuff like that. So that's Instagram, nodramafitness.nutrition. Um, you can send us a message or even check out uh, on, on the website. There's like a contact us form if you ever wanted to pop by and get a tour of the gym, of course.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, just so everyone knows, I'm, I'm going to say this again. I had Eden McFarlane, coach Eden McFarlane here with me today as uh, one of the coaches and personal trainers from No Drama Fitness. May I just ask one final question, Eden? hmm who came up with the name No Drama Fitness and what, <laughs> what, what, I love that name. What, what was the concept behind it?
1: That's funny. Um, I believe it was Anthony. So our owner and boss here uh, that came up with it. And whenever I'm walking around town, like Concordon with the hoodie on, it does get some laughs or um, people do notice that. I think maybe he was originally going to be based out of Stratford and the whole, like, the drama um, theater kind of productions of Stratford, uh, Ontario, being you know like they're they have like the Shakespeare Theater and everything. I think maybe it was a play on relating to that, but it kind of it suits well. We like to have fun. There's no drama. You show up, hang out with some friends, and learn to weightlift. So,
0: oh, uh, so there are actually multiple meanings that that could be interpreted from that. That's fantastic. Oh, that's <laughs> that's just that's just so. I just want to wrap this up today, friends, and I would just like to say a huge thanks to Eden for sharing her perspectives today, her helpful tips and advice with us, as well as her enthusiasm for movement and staying active. And of course, for being such a great fitness advocate to the area of Kincardine. Thank you, thank you, Eden. Yes, thank you, Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) My only hope is that you start to implement some of Eden's ideas, tips and strategies that she shared with us today. And I would also like to invite you to become part of the Inspiration to Grow community on Facebook. My name or the group name is Inspiration to Grow for Female Goal Getters. That's with the Digit 2. And it is a community of like-minded women who want to grow strong from the inside out. And I will end this episode as I always do. You owe it to yourself to take care of yourself, to show up for yourself and become the best version of you. And in case you haven't heard it yet today. Let me be the first to tell you, you're incredible, you're capable, and your potential is limitless. I believe in you 100%. Now go out there and show the world what you are truly made of. On behalf of Coach Eden and myself, we hope to have inspired you to get active and grow strong from the inside out. Till next time. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to today's talk. Check out today's show notes for ways to connect with me. And for additional weekly mindset hacks and tangible action steps, click the link in the show notes to reach my website, Inspiration to Grow, that's with the digit 2. One more thing, if you enjoyed this podcast, tag me and share it in your Instagram or Facebook stories, or simply share it with a friend who might need a pep talk today. Be sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast site, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music Podcast, and this way you'll never miss an episode. If you like paying it forward, please consider leaving a review. You'd help my podcast get prioritized and shared with other people who may need this message. I appreciate you and encourage you to make every day count.